I want to tell you a little bit about American financing. Uh, I, I don't know where you are um, financially, but everyone can save money with interest rates right now. If, you're, if your interest rate that you're paying for your mortgage is over really 3%, I can't believe Stu has a mortgage rate of... It's uh, under 3. I don't under know exactly 3 in the twos. Yeah. That is crazy. Thanks to um, American Finance. Yeah, mm-hmm. American Financing, they will help you. They work for you, not for the banks. Just call them. If your financing uh, is over 3 or 4%, you need to call and find out if they can help you. Also, a consolidation loan. Get all of those high-interest debts off of your uh, off of your plate now at AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net, or you can call them. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. I know everybody is making this about Donald Trump, and this election is not about Donald Trump. This election isn't even about Joe Biden and the corruption in his family. We are going to talk about that in a couple of minutes, but first, let's talk about your family, what this election means to you. We do that in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, that's, you know, let's uh, let's take a look at the uh, relief factor uh, people and see what they have uh, been up to. They have been busy working to relieve people's uh, pain. Relief factor is what keeps me from just wanting to crawl into bed and never get out of bed again. I know how frequent or debilitating pain feels, and I know how many people in this audience are probably just ready to give up. And just say, it's going to be the rest of my life like this. And you have to give up the things that you've always wanted to do. Well, not so with Relief Factor. All you have to do is call them. Relief Factor at 800-500-8384. It's 800-500-8384. It's not a drug developed by doctors. And 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com. Tonight on Glenn TV. If you thought this confession from Biden was bad. I have a transition from the oil industry, yes, because the oil industry pollutes. Wait until you hear what else radical Democrats have planned for his presidency. Just days away from one of the most important elections of our lifetime, Glenn exposes the terrifying agenda to completely transform America. Watch President Biden's first 100 days, America's dystopian future. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. This election really is about fundamental transformation of America. We're six days away from that possible outcome. If Joe Biden gets in, they are looking at an entirely different country than the one that you recognize. We'll tell you about that tonight, and we urge you to watch with a friend, maybe somebody who hasn't uh, made up their mind yet. We're going to show you in their own words what they're planning on doing in the first 100 days, and I'll I'll comment on some of this stuff and show you as we go on. But they want to throw the economy out and start something entirely new. So 
Is that where we're at? Who do you trust to be able to bring jobs to you? When Donald Trump took office in January of 17, the unemployment stood at 4.5%. And remember, Obama and Biden said that's the best it will ever get. By Q4 of 2019, it had fallen by 32%, just under 3.5. This included all-time lows in black and Hispanic unemployment. Overall, the Trump's, uh, Trump's uh, unemployment rate set 50-year lows. U.S. US household income grew at an annualized rate of 2.1 from January 2017 to December 2019, 75% higher than the annualized uh, uh, growth rate under the eight years of the Obamas uh, and uh, their administration. That was a rate of 1.2. It was 20% faster than the rate of inflation of 1.7. Notably, this includes black household income growth rate of 3.1, nearly double the rate of inflation. And here's where it really matters. The wage growth for people just like you, non-executive workers, it grew at an anemic 0.8% during the entire eight years of the Obama administration. From Q1 2017, to December of 2019, your wages grew over 3% in 2018, largely because of the tax cuts. Said another way, the non-executive U.S. worker wages grew 187% faster under Donald Trump than under Barack Obama. So this is about your family. This is about your wallet, but it is also about who we are. Do we want somebody who is corrupt in office? They have made all kinds of charges on Donald Trump, but they have absolutely no evidence. But look at the overwhelming evidence on Joe Biden. Last night, one of Joe Biden's business partners was on Tucker Carlson, and he has said he's just had enough. We bring in Jason Buttrill, who is our uh, chief researcher uh, and national security advisor on the program. Welcome, Jason. How are you? Thank you, Glenn. Doing well. Uh, So tell me what what you pulled from this interview last night. I keep waiting to see this smoking gun that uh, I believe is out there that I think they can find, but it's direct money going straight towards uh, Joe Biden. Yeah, you're looking for a wire transfer, and I'm I'm not sure if you will find one because of the documentation that we found that uh, Hunter Biden was saying it's to be held for the big guy. But I think that it's – I really think that if – Tony Bobulinski last night looked extremely credible. I think that's one of the biggest things. Everything he was talking about, the locations he, he was describing in vivid detail, uh, meeting at places like the Peninsula Hotel, and and uh, that's when he talked to, uh, I think it was uh, uh, Jim Biden, where he said, mm-hmm. you know, plausible deniability. In fact, let me, is- play, let me play this. This is a cut. He had just said that Joe Biden, he could confirm, because he was part of this deal, he could confirm that Joe Biden is 
the big guy, which meant 10% of all of the business dealings was going to Joe Biden from China. Here's how he was answered when he said, how do you expect to get away with this? Listen, Bobolinsky on Joe Biden's plausible deniability. I know Joe decided not to run in 2016, but what if he ran in the future? Aren't they taking political risk or headline risk? And I remember looking at Jim Biden and saying, how are you guys getting away with this? Like, aren't you concerned? And he sort of looked at me and he laughed a little bit and said, uh, plausible deniability. He said that out loud? Uh, Yes, he said it directly to me, one-on-one in a cabana at the Peninsula Hotel after about a you know, hour and a half, two hour meeting with me asking out of concern, how are you guys doing this? Aren't you concerned that you're going to put your brother's, you know, future presidential campaign at risk? Um, You know, the Chinese, the stuff that you guys have been doing already in 2015 and 2016 around the world. And uh, I just can almost picture his face where he sort of chuckles and says, you know, plausible deniability. So, Jason, first of all, explain who Bobolinsky is. So Bobolinsky was, uh, I, I, I guess you could call him a business partner, a partner with Hunter Biden and multiple other of the people that are all involved in this, the usual suspects, people like Devin Archer. But he was recruited directly, and he's even alleged that uh, Joe Biden was actually involved directly with him in a meeting to recruit him to be the CEO of one of these companies that embarks in these business ventures all over the world. Okay, so why, I, I, the one thing, to, Stu and I were talking earlier today, the one thing I don't understand is why is this guy coming out now? I mean, and he's saying, you know, I came from a, you know, a Navy family. So you were willing to be involved in this then, but now you're not? Yeah. Do you have any feeling on why he changed and why he's now standing up? I can only speculate, but you can tell that he was conflicted about it because he asked if they were worried politically. Why would you be worried politically unless you knew exactly who some of these people were that they were dealing with? And I think we'll talk about a little bit later. They did know exactly who they were dealing with and how they were connected uh, with the Chinese. In fact, here's the audio. Um, He said last night that they were proud of their relationship with the Chinese. It also sounds like Joe Biden was vetting you to some extent. Yes, of course. Like, um, I didn't request to meet with Joe. They requested that I meet with Joe. And, uh, you know, he's putting his, um, and Hunter says this in writing, it was uh, referenced multiple times, uh, they were putting their entire family legacy on the line. They knew exactly what they were doing. They were dealing with a Chinese-owned, you know, uh, enterprise uh, run by Chairman Yi, CFC, that had strong financial support and political support from the Chinese Communist Party. That's how it was presented to me. That's not my own words. That's how they presented it to me and read me in on it. And uh, my- they, they being Gillier and Hunter they Biden. They being Hunter Biden, who was very proud of that and taking credit for it when I sat with him for two hours on the patio of the Chateau Marmont in LA. Proud that they were doing a deal with the Chinese Communist Party? Well, proud that they were, that he had the relationship with Chairman Yi, who was running uh, CFC, and the ability for them to get deals done around the world and stuff like that. CFC is the Chinese energy company that they were involved in. And he also said, as I watched it last night, I was I was struck by how credible this guy looks and feels. His answers didn't seem rehearsed. 
it just seemed real. And he talked about a meeting with Joe Biden that he was brought in um, and, uh, you know, 10 o'clock at night in some hotel. Uh, they had this meeting where he talked about all of the business deals. Yeah, I, th- I think the biggest thing about, you know, back to your previous question on why he's coming out now, I, I, I think it, it looks exactly like they, they knew who they were dealing with. I, I think that now he's just sick and tired of not being able to uh, of everybody else going down and not him or, or not the Bidens. All of his friends, all of his business partners, that they've to some extent been convicted in U.S. federal court on dealing with some of these crazy things involving like money money laundering. Um, in, in one case, Devin Archer was actually convicted. And this is interesting because there was another report that said that uh, or some audio that Hunter Biden talks about, about be- him and Joe Biden being named as witnesses in a U.S. Uh, court case. The only other court case I can think of was the one where uh, John Galanis, Devin Archer, and Bevan Cooney were all convicted for defrauding $60 million from a Native American tribe. Mm-hmm. Now, is that what he was referring to? It's possible. But, I mean, oh my gosh, just the optics of that right there that the media refuses to even report on. Okay, so I want to take that audio because that audio is striking. This is r- just released audio of hunter biden on tape talking about his partners turning on them and turning on his dad uh and now having them uh as witnesses to you know their their crimes and we'll get into that here in just 60 seconds stand by also we have jim jordan on with us coming up in just a second so last night crawled into bed and cuddled up with my pillow my pillow is the best pillow that you and it's something that I swear if I would pick it up in a store, I would never buy because I just it doesn't feel like something that I would really like. Um, and every night I have a bunch of pillows on my bed and uh, every night I pick up the pillow that is just overstuffed and got all of these great feathers in it and everything else. And I'm like, ah, And I put it under my head and every single night I switch it out. I put the MyPillow on every night. There is every time I try to sleep without MyPillow, I wake up with a sore neck and everything. And then I sleep really well with the MyPillow and I never have a headache or a sore neck when I wake up. It is just perfect. It just really is perfect. If you want a great night's sleep, try my pillow. Also, get the Giza Dream Seats uh, sheets now, two for one. The Giza Dream Sheets plus free shipping. Find deep discounts on all other my pillow products as well. All you have to do is go to mypillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, check out the two for one low price, and enter the promo code Beck. Save even more. It's eight hundred nine six six thirty one seventeen. Promo code Beck at mypillow.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So there's new audio that uh, just came out from the National Pulse. And explain this audio before we listen to it, Jason. 
So this audio is Hunter Biden talking himself. It's him talking. I think this came from the laptop because the way it was reported on, I think I think it's uh, I think it came from the laptop, which again um, kind of goes against the grain that this is Russian disinformation. This is Hunter Biden in a recording on his laptop, allegedly. Um, but he's talking about he's he's pissed off because he's talking about how um, multiple business partners of his are are missing. They're not talking to him, and he references a name that you should we should really talk about later, and that's Patrick Ho. Um, and he talks about that another criminal case that he and his father Joe Biden are a witness of, and we can talk about that as well. Here it is. Listen, I get calls from my father to tell me that the New York Times is calling. But my old partner, Eric, who literally has done me harm for I don't know how long, is the one taking the calls because my father will not stop sending the calls to Eric. I have another New York Times reporter calling about my representation of the, literally, Dr. Patrick Coe, the spy chief of China, who started the company that my partner, who was worth $323 billion found it. It is now missing. The richest man in the world is missing, who was my partner. He was missing since I last saw him in his $58 million apartment and signed a $4 billion deal to build the largest LNG port in the world. And I am receiving calls from the Southern District of New York, from the U.S. Attorney himself. My best friend in business, Devin, has named me as a witness without telling me. In a criminal case, and my father, without telling me. Wow. I mean, first of all, why would he record these things? Why would he do that? You know, if it was on videotape, it would be easier to claim that it was a deep fake. But you can't fake people's voices yet. It's easier to fake their image than it is audio, thank God. So we know this is him. It's why, Jason? Why would he do this? I I don't know. Um, he's obviously worried about the New York Times doing a story on these relationships that he has. Um I don't remember seeing a story from the New York Times uh, on this, so I'm not I'm not sure what they, may they not did have with it. Printed it? They may I not have printed it. I don't think it did. But um, he has reason to be worried. And remember the audio that you just played. The Biden family was very proud with who they worked with in China. They were very proud of those relationships. Well, he's talking about Patrick Ho. Patrick Ho was the former Secretary for Home Affairs. In Hong Kong, he's calling him the spy chief of China, which alleges that Mm. this guy was very well connected in the Chinese Communist Party's intelligence apparatus. Now, he's admitting knowledge of this. So if he was working in some other capacity inside Hong Kong, but at the same time cutting jobs with one of the largest um, energy firms inside China, One that later would be found, I think it's bankrupt now because of all the corruption. Patrick Ho was charged with corruption. His other business party, Yi Xinjiang, I believe was his name. Xinming, I'm sorry, Xinming. He just disappeared. He was one of the most richest men in China and just disappeared. So both of them, as soon as their names started getting out, they went bye-bye. These are the people that they're so proud, these relationships, these business relationships. That's who the Bidens were in business with over there. It's absolutely insane. And I'd also like to point out 
that Southern District, uh, he mentions that they, that they were uh, uh, listed as witnesses. Hunter and Joe Biden listed as witnesses from Devin Archer in a Southern District of New York court case. That's the exact same one. I, uh, I just referenced, if I could read this, this was from the U.S. attorney. He said, quote, these defendants orchestrated a highly complex scheme to defraud a Native American community and multiple mm. pension funds, all to corruptly bankroll their own personal and business interests. That says it all right there, and it pretty much shows everything that they were involved in, with. That seems to be the M.O. for all of this. And yet the same Biden campaign was out uh, with the Native Americans telling them, oh, we're your best yep. friends. Exactly. Uh, and here they appear to be uh, involved in stealing from the Native Americans. All right. Th- thank you very much, Jason. Appreciate it. We just wanted to make sure that we got that out of the way today. We've been following this story for a year and a half, uh, and it is all starting to break. No one in the mainstream media is actually covering any of this. If this, did you see that interview with Tucker Carlson last night? Uh, I, I saw clips of it. Yeah, uh, I, I watched it live, yeah. and uh, it, it this guy seemed so credible. Yeah, I think I struggle with the same thing that you struggled with, which seems to me to be I don't understand his motivation here. Right. Like he might went, be just cover your own eyes. Might be just I, I'll, I'll turn states evidence. I, I'll talk. I'll talk. I'm, I'm I want to I want out. Could be that could be could that. be that. But I mean, if you're protecting yourself, you're a week away from an election where the guy I don't know is favored to win. I mean, you'd be in bigger know. trouble, you'd think. You know, maybe the problem it, is, it could is very that well everything be. he's saying is covered by documents. Yeah. And right. he says he just couldn't take it anymore. He couldn't take the media covering. He couldn't take everybody getting away with it and others going to jail. Maybe. I mean, and it could just be an American patriot, right? He came to his senses and is now doing the right thing. Maybe. I mean, it, it, these things happen. Yeah. But it is. It's an interesting story coming this close to the election. We don't know where this audio came from, by the way, from Hunter Biden. We don't know the sourcing of it, but I mean, it certainly sounds like him and he's talking about all the right people. So who knows? Now, Jim Jordan is on with us in just a second, and uh, he says he can verify all of the emails, the purported Hunter Biden emails. He said they are absolutely real and they can verify it. And we're going to talk to him about the interview and the emails and where this goes in just a few days if Donald Trump isn't reelected. We'll talk to him coming up in just a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Here's something to consider. Last year, there were three victims of some form of cybercrime every single second. Every second someone becomes a victim that's an awful lot of americans in a single year (laughs) that's 60 every minute that was last year when things weren't so desperate today's connected world can be a dangerous place and dealing with it involves a whole variety of tools and that's where norton 360 comes in norton 360 is the toolbox that contains everything you need to protect yourself from existing and emerging threats that could put your personal information at risk it comes with device security including a vpn with bank grade encryption a safe cam feature which notifies you if cyber criminals are trying to use your computer's webcam and a whole lot more norton 
Snowden, the most trusted name in cybersecurity. No one can prevent all cyber uh, cyber crimes, but with this toolbox, man, you got a great leap ahead. It's Norton.com slash Beck. Save 50% off now at Norton.com slash Beck. And you can go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Get the promo code Glenn. You get 30 bucks off your subscription up until Election Day. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, we're going to take a look at the polls. Uh, so far, the polls are not really giving us anything exciting to look at. There are some polls that we'll get into here in about an hour that are showing a completely different story. But I I don't know even what to believe at this point. I just know get out and vote, especially if you're in Texas or one of these swing states. Your vote does matter. In fact, it matters everywhere. If you're in California, yeah, you're not going to elect the president, but they are going to use the popular vote as a as a wedge if he loses the popular vote, they will just use this as a reason to get rid of the Electoral College and uh, and call him illegitimate. So no matter where you are, if you're going to vote for Donald Trump, your vote really matters, really matters. And the, the electoral vote has been a long term project of theirs. They want to get rid of been. it. You should have seen. And I know you mentioned yesterday the questionable history brought up by the daily the podcast by the new york times which is mm-hmm. usually number one or number two uh, overall podcast uh, of, uh out there it was they did one on the electoral college as well which apparently was only instituted it was instituted initially just because there was no such thing as phones or like internet uh, they, just, they couldn't <laughs> people didn't know how, how do you possibly even come up with that well they were basically like, look the only reason they instituted it it was because people they didn't think people would get to know these national candidates no, that's not why it no was. no it was and so no, uh, no it wasn't no that's what they said exactly no it what they was said. to make sure that the big states didn't dominate the small states i, I, I don't know what you're talking about and so then <laughs> they said uh, then it was from then on though uh-huh, it yeah. was all just racism like oh, they, okay. so they were going to go to a national so it was first vote. no phones and right. so the founder no said as soon as we have phones right like if if people had text messaging there would be no electoral right. college okay. but okay. but they people don't know these national candidates this is crazy so they just wanted an that elitist has nothing group. to do with it jeez oh, i can't believe you still going with this <laughs> i heard it on the daily okay and so they, if it happened in the times it's true exactly if it, if it didn't happen in the times it didn't happen so the founders what they wanted their design of the country uh-huh. was an elite group of citizens to just choose the president. Okay. Electors. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. yeah they sure. just wanted them to do it straight. Then uh-huh. there was this racist rule, uh, to, I think pretty much to institute, to keep slavery around. Oh, okay. Which uh, was uh, the winner take all states. See, this is a, this is a problem, uh, that they're going to have to work out because the, that's, that's where the three fifths, of a per- I'm only three fifths of a person. Oh yeah, that was presented that w- as a huge negative. Uh, oh, okay. Not that it was. I always- that was to make sure that the slave states didn't have more power. They couldn't say these are not men; they're slaves, and then count them as men. Yeah, that was actually presented as a terrible thing. Oh, now, okay. what's interesting is when you ask someone about that era of history, what side was the South on? Were they on the side of counting blacks as zero? 
citizens or, or one, one full citizen? One what full side citizen. was the South on, on the this, in this South debate? The South wanted to count them as one. one. So yeah. it's interesting that people would fight mm. off the three-fifths clause. Obviously, the best case scenario in that era, mm. which is what the North was fighting for, mm-hmm. was zero. They wanted it to be zero. Why? Because they wanted the South to have less power to get rid of things mm. like, or to keep things around like slavery. So, totally so different wait, situation. wait, 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 wait. So mm. when the Democrats, and they're going to propose this and get it done, when they say Washington, D.C. needs to be a state, mm-hmm. they're doing that for power? <laughs> Shockingly, that is the really? way these things work. Now, of course, huh. that doesn't because, explain the, because the recent history of uh, the Electoral College. Sure. The reason that, see, everyone agreed that we should just have a national popular vote. Oh, this is still the New York Times. Yeah, now okay. we're to like this, the, the oh, 60s and now. 70s. Okay, okay. All right. And at yeah. that point, everyone agreed national popular vote, absolutely the way to I go. I lived in those years. Except for George Wallace. Except now, Wallace, Wallace was the guy. He's running as a third party. Right. The only reason they kept the Electoral College around was to keep segregation going. Are you making this up or this is, is this real? This is exactly what they said. I mean, it, oh this gosh. is this was the case as to why we have the Electoral okay, College. Okay, so George today. Wallace is involved. How? So he was running as a, as you remember, as a third party yeah, candidate. Yeah, yeah. And so he went in there. Everyone wanted a popular vote. And uh-huh. he was like, no, we don't want a popular vote because I want to win the Southern states and get this thing thrown to the House so that I can become mm. president or at least mm-hmm. wield all of the power. Mm. So I can say to the Republican or the Democrat, hey, I'll come to your side. I'll get your I'll get these votes to your side mm. if you let me keep my my and, and, my uh, segregation. And, and hang on just a second. And George Wallace was a member of which party did he come uh, from? I'm, they didn't mention it. They didn't mention Shockingly, it. Shockingly, yeah. this was not yeah. part of the history. Huh. But I assume Republican yeah. just based on <laughs> no, all the well, surrounding they didn't evidence. mention it. So they, they would have mentioned it you know if he was a Republican. He was a so. third party candidate. He was a that's third how they mentioned party it. candidate. He was okay. a third party candidate. All right, well, candidate. that's, you know, that's good. And, uh, uh, and then after. And wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to, Wallace, the the Democrat that went third party, mm-hmm. um, he he wanted this so he could uh, he could have all of the the power and he could throw it to the House, mm-hmm. kind of like what the Democrats are planning to do with this election, throwing it to the House. Yes, well, well it, at least win. according to the in, no, at least into, in, according to the uh, election integrity project. Right. Yeah, they are they are yeah. doing a lot of planning. Uh, yeah, They're, and and strangely. Exactly the same plans that happened uh, uh, during Reconstruction and with George Wallace. It's Mm. weird. Mm. Uh, Representative Jim Jordan is with us now. He's the GOP House ranking member. Jim, how are you, sir? Congressman, are you there? I'm there, Glenn. How are you doing? Um, I'm here, I should say. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I'm very good. First of all, how are things looking in Ohio? Good. Real good. The energy is on the president's side. I I, I said to a group yesterday, it feels just like 16 and you know, in 16, the president won our state by eight and a half uh, points. So I feel good about Ohio. Um, the old line, you, you know, particularly in eastern Ohio, I think former former uh, Democrats are now Trump Republicans, former union, union Democrats. And it's uh, someone said it, uh, you know, we're the Republican Party in Ohio is no longer the wine and cheese Republicans. We're the beer and blue jeans Republicans. Mm-hmm. You can feel that dynamic and uh, all the momentum and energy seems on our side. So I feel real good about our state. So I hate to talk about this with the election looming because I don't think it is going to change anybody's votes because the mainstream media is completely ignoring it. But I don't want to get so far behind in the story that we can't pick it up again uh, afterwards. Uh, So so you say you can authenticate and have authenticated the Biden emails. Can I ask you how you did that? 
Our staff talked with Mr. Bobolinsky. Uh, look, they talked to Mr. Bobolinsky, we, we, and we saw his interview uh, last night. You, you have think about first. You have the drop slip. Fox News reported the drop slip that Hunter Biden signed when he when he left the computer at the store in Delaware. You then have the director of national. Wait, 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 wait. Has any have you guys done um, uh, handwriting analysis or anything to make sure that no, that? No. Go ahead. No, all I'm saying is that's been reported. Okay, all right. that's been reported. So then you couple that with the fact that ODNI, uh, uh, Director of National Intelligence Ratcliffe has said it's not Russian disinformation. The FBI has confirmed it's not Russian disinformation. You have the eyewitness, Mr. Bobolinsky, who said that's, my, uh, that, that's Hunter Biden's laptop. Those emails that, 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 that are on there that are now public are, in fact, real emails. I've seen those emails. They were sent to me. And, in fact, the reference to the big guy is a reference to former Vice President Biden. And, oh, by the way, as an eyewitness, Tony Bobolinsky had two meetings with the vice president about the very subject matter we're talking about. Now, th- th- those are those facts that are, are, are not in question. So this is accurate. Uh, our our uh, judiciary staff lawyers have, in fact, talked with Mr. Bobolinsky, talked with people who, uh, who have given us th- those same facts. So the facts are not in question. But as you brightly point out, Glenn, the mainstream press isn't doing their job. And frankly, even if they wanted to do their job, they won't ask Joe Biden the questions because he won't come out of his basement. So, so can you answer a question? You've talked to Bobolinsky yourself. I have not talked to him about this issue myself. No. Okay. Uh, can, uh, has anyone asked him why are you doing this? I mean, you know, you say you're a Navy man, et cetera, et cetera, but you were involved in something that you had questions about from the beginning. So, why are you coming out now? Well, I think his motivation, he, he was he was pursuing legitimate business deals, business relationships, but he saw for what it was. And I think, frankly, it looked like if, if you saw the interview last night, it looked like uh, Hunter Biden was trying to do some things where he wasn't going to follow a, leg- a legitimate business plan. He was just trying to take money from whoever was going to give it to him and go around the business ar- arrangement that they were trying to put together. That's how that's what I took from it. Um that's that's what our staff took from it when when they talked to it. Okay, um, he seemed extraordinarily credible uh, last night on television. I mean, he did. I he mean, did. It's, uh, yeah. anybody who was watching that last night went, mm, "Yep, yep, that uh, seems credible to me." Um, can you tell me? Yeah, it- I think he's credible too. I had, I had talked with Mr. Bobolinsky uh, years ago on a different issue. Uh, he, he just contacted our office on, on a different issue. I put him in touch with a colleague of mine who was better versed in that subject area. Uh, but I've not talked to him about this. But you're right; he does seem he does seem extremely credible, and I, I think I think he came across that way in the interview with uh, with Tucker last uh, last evening. So tell me if the president isn't God forbid reelected and we lose the Senate, this is just this just goes away. Well, I think unfortunately, maybe all these issues that we've been after, you know, it's been three three years that folks like you and in, in, in the in the media world and, and a handful of us in the Congress have been digging into this Trump Russia issue. I think if if President Trump isn't reelected, we never get to hold people accountable for all the wrongdoing that took place with that issue. Not to mention this issue as well. So uh, that is a concern because if you don't hold people accountable, I think it just further diminishes the rule of law and exacerbates this problem that so many Americans see today, which is not equal treatment under the law. One set of standards for the politically connected, a different set for us, for us regular folk. And so uh, I'm very worried about that. That's one of the many reasons why I hope and I think President Trump is, why I hope he gets reelected, and I think it's going to happen. Jim, one last question. I, I'm doing a special tonight on the, the first 100 days of a Joe Biden administration, should he win. Oh, golly. And it is terrifying. The things that they are talking about now, is there is there any doubt in your mind that they 
they will take the electoral college and and get rid of it and the uh, the filibuster in the Senate and add states is is there any doubt in your mind that these are not, yeah not to mention core packing uh, I mean and, and you're right what scares me is they will do all the normal bad things if, if they ha- if they get power if it's, if it's President Biden if it's if it's leadership or Speaker Pelosi they'll raise your taxes they'll increase regulation they'll come after our common sense energy policy in fact we heard that in the debate last last week from from Joe Biden so they'll do all the normal bad things but I, I'm like you that's not what scares me the most. What scares me the most is what they'll do to the institutions and the framework of our government, that framework that protects your freedom, that protects your listeners and Americans' freedom. That's what scares me the most. And all you have to think about is what we've witnessed in the past several months with this cancel culture mob, with, with this idea that you had Democrat mayors, Democrat governors telling you you couldn't go to work, couldn't go to school, couldn't go to church, couldn't go to a loved one's funeral, but, oh, it was fine to protest, riot, and loot. I mean, that, that, that dynamic that, that will take hold, and that's what frightens me the most. What will happen to your First Amendment liberties, your Second Amendment liberties, your fundamental freedoms? That's what's at stake in this election. It's about the fundamental question is, can America stay America? That's what's on the ballot in, 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 in six days, and that's what we have to decide. Jim Jordan, the uh, congressman from Ohio, the House ranking member, thank you for Thank you for standing the whole time, and thank you for uh, being willing to go in to that that den of iniquity now. Uh, and uh, and <laughs> thank you for what you do. You've been you've been you know for years uh, letting letting the American people know what's going on. We appreciate that too because we can't fight our fight if you're not out there telling people what's going on. Thanks a lot, Jim. Appreciate it, Congressman Jim Jordan from Ohio. All right, we have some incredible news uh, coming up at the top of the hour. One of our reporters uh, was, uh, people tried to kill him last night. Luckily, he's alive today. We'll tell you about that coming up in just a second. Stand by. You know, um, Raycon. Raycon is, uh, you know, they're, they're too cool for me, honestly. I, I can't believe that they're actually a sponsor of this program because it's, you know, it's, it's a hip hop thing, I think, right, Stu? Is Raycon is a hip hop thing? They're definitely I, too cool for you. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a hip hop. Anyway, okay. uh, you know, I listen to hardcore gangster rap. Uh, do you? And, oh yeah, I do. It lulls me to sleep at night. And uh, you know, when you're listening on Apple earpods, they hurt. Oh you yeah, know? you can't. You definitely can't put your head against the pillow with no. those things. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. You can't uh, with Raycons, though. Raycons, they you can. They fit, like, flush to your ear, yeah. basically. Yeah. Do you have a pair? Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Raycon is the uh, pair that I, I wear now uh, all the time and because they've got great uh, playtime, six hours of playtime. Bluetooth pairing that is seamless, more bass, more compact design, gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. I think they're just a little louder and better um, all, all the way around, and they're half the price of Apple. So if you're like me and, you know, you're listening to gangster rap or <laughs> a show like this, <laughs> who would do that? I would suggest Raycon. Go to buyraycon.com right now. That's buyraycon.com. Get uh, 15% off right now of your order at buyraycon.com slash back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, I saw a really disturbing article on Medium uh, last night. A radical proposal for dealing with Trump supporters after Biden wins. Hmm. 
dealing with Trump supporters yeah. after the election, after Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris are safely installed and the Trump nightmare comes to an end. We have to figure out a way to work with his supporters. We can't let them fall into the cracks, stewing in their anger, resentment and racism. We can't simply ignore them or pretend they don't exist because they do exist and their children and grandchildren exist. If we look the other way, like we've done in the past, the same thing will happen again and again and again. We have to use history as our guide. After World War I, when the Allied forces kicked Germany's ass, we left them there to rot, isolated and alone. And what happened? They rose up again. Uh, so when Hitler came around positioning himself as a hero to restore the former glory, they were more than happy to follow him. After World War II, we didn't make the same mistake. We worked with both Germany and Japan to help them build. They're comparing us to the Nazis the Germans and the Japanese after World War II. So what do they do? You know, what do we, what do we do with all these Nazis? Yeah. It's such a, I mean, they had trials uh, last time, uh-huh. maybe a war tribunal. Well, international. Gee, fits right in. Remember the white paper I gave you two weeks ago that said we want something like the Nuremberg trials. Oh yeah. That's convenient that those things aligned. Yeah. Robert Reich, the third, I think. I think he's <laughs> Robert Reich the third. Um, but anyway, uh, we're going to go over tonight what the first 100 days of a Biden administration looks like. Please watch this with your friend if they are undecided, because you need to see what their plan is. And we're not there's no conjecture. This is their idea of what America should look like. Whether you're working from home or working on fitness, it doesn't matter. You want to listen to what you want to listen to and not what your kids are listening to or somebody else is listening to. And right now is the perfect time to get a pair of premium wireless earbuds. Raycon, the way to go. Raycons start at about half the price of... Let's be honest, the Apple. I mean, they just gouge your eyes out. They sound amazing. Raycons every day. E25 earbuds are the best model yet. You get six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, and more bass and more compact design that gives you a comfortable noise-isolating fit. Perfect for conference calls, video chats, or just uh, listening to podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Raycon, co-founded by Ray J. I just got my first pair. They are awesome. Really comfortable. They'll fit in your ears. The sound is perfect. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash back. That's buyraycon.com slash back for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash back. This is the Glenn Beck program. I have to, um, I have to tell you, I just, I just ate a built bar. I should have saved it uh, so I could show it to you. I had just had their banana bread, which is covered in chocolate. It is so good. And it's real chocolate. Now it is a, it's a protein bar. So when you're hungry during the day, this is something that you would you would grab. Now, I might be eating more built bars than would be good to lose weight with. Um, but I'm just saying they're I mean, they blow your mind. They're so good. They just uh, have uh, reset the code for the new launch of built bars. They have all these new uh, flavors. They have uh, caramel brownie, six new flavors, uh, lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp, which is really good. You get the original 12 flavors if you want. Find your favorites, and then you can mix and match. And all you have to do is use the uh, promo code Beck. You're going to save $10 off your first order with the promo code Beck at BuiltBar.com. That's BuiltBar.com. 
Some really important news coming your way in just a few minutes as we continue the uh, program. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, we we really do appreciate it a great deal. Uh, we have uh, more on the show coming up in just a second. Well, there was more looting and rioting in Philadelphia, and one of our reporters came under attack, and the frickin' New York Times actually reported on it and said, I can't believe how these conservatives just want to play up all of the violence. How dare you? How dare you? You haven't done your job in the New York Times and I don't know how long. So how dare you? We talked to our reporter who survived Philadelphia last night. In 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Now, this really hasn't been the uh, year for vacations, especially if you're a timeshare owner. You, you, did you, were you able to get in? It's what, Sarah? Okay. American Finance is our our sponsor, I guess. American Finance, they are there to save you money. They're there to save you money. Mortgage rates have fallen uh, like crazy over the last year. They're still way, way down. When you're paying your mortgage, no one at the bank comes in and and tells you that, hey, you you can get a better deal now. So let me tell you, you can get a better deal now. In fact, let me tell you this way. You can get a better deal now. You could, might be pay, paying 2% or just over 2% for your mortgage. Stu just did this with American Financing, and he's paying in the twos. That's crazy. American Finance, you're going to save so much money. Consolidate a loan, refi a loan, or get a new loan for a mortgage. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation. NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. From... TheBlaze.com comes this story. Blaze TV reporter Elijah Schaefer attacked Tuesday night inside a Philadelphia store while filming ongoing looting in the wake of the police shooting of Walter Wallace, who was killed after alleging char- after allegedly. No, it's not allegedly. It's on videotape charging the police with a knife. You can hear them saying, drop the, drop knife. the knife, drop the drop knife. The knife. It's, it's not. I, it's crazy. not entirely clear to me at least the first time i saw it where where his knife where the knife is but it does no no one's denying there was a knife used daily caller reported shelby talcott was also reporting from philadelphia she tweeted mass looting across the river and elijah schaefer just got beaten up for filming this is inside the five below store uh police are in the same parking lot near the walmart but there seem to be too many looters for them to do anything about it 
Uh, let me play the video of him being attacked last night. Here it is. Look at the looting. Look at that. They surrounded him. Now the the camera person got out. Um, Elijah, you were surrounded by 10, 15 people. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, it escalated from one person to uh, about a dozen very, very quickly. Um, you were obviously punched in the mouth. We can see the um, effect of that. Your sleet, your speech is a little uh, weird, as usual, uh, or weirder than usual. Uh, <laughs> and sorry to make you laugh and smile. Um, how are you? How are you doing? Uh, you know. I'll tell you this, I'm actually really happy to be alive because in that same shopping center, um, right there, there was a 15 year old girl who was shot, um, mm -hmm. according to reports. And I heard multiple gunshots uh, throughout the night. Another individual is reported to have uh, been shot as well, still trying to confirm. I watched people get get pummeled uh, beyond belief. And even another journalist named James Klug, uh, he had to run almost a mile to get away from riders who tried to beat him up because, uh, and I will say this indiscriminately, they were specifically targeting white people uh, last night, and that was who they were after. Why and do you so, why do you say why do you say that? Uh, because they were only attacking white journalists uh, specifically, and they told me they called me a white supremacist uh, during my attack, and after the fact they came up to me at another location and told me a white supremacist and started accusing me of things that clearly have no base. Uh, and James had a similar, uh, a, a similar interaction. And I'll say this, I was standing next to three different reporters who were also filming, uh, who are all Hispanic and they decided to only target me and they let them continue filming. Um, so, you know, the racial slurs and accusations based with the fact that they only went after the two white journalists, uh, in the group lead me to that conclusion. And is this why, uh, and I don't want any details on anybody who is working with you, but is this why the camera was not taken because they punched you and the camera was rolling and got out? Yeah. Well, that was actually a reporter, Shelby Telcott, who was completely uh, covered up because okay. uh, the lawyers guild, the lawyers guild was looking for her at the other protests, trying to ID her. Uh, it's a group that, touts themselves as a uh, legal group, but they really try to dox journalists and get people attacked. So she had completely covered up. So tell me um, your reaction to the New York Times saying that you are you're going in the New York Times, they said, are covering it. We're just covering it from a distance and uh, we can see everything that's going on. These guys are just trying to uh, make this bigger than it is and trying to uh, ratchet up the violence. That's what the New York Times said about your beating. Glenn, I, I'll, I'm going to tell you this, and this is what I, it's like what we're reporting at night. It's so funny to hear people that aren't there try to counter it. And then reports come out later that we were right. You know, I said that the police lost control of the city and I got mocked as well by these same journalists. Oh, you're exaggerating. How do you mean they lost control? Well, then the actual police chief says the night was a total loss and they were unable to get control of the of the city stretching several, several large blocks. This is like a, a mile, a square mile or so area. There was just no ability for police to do anything. 
uh, with a, more than a thousand riders in just one location. I mean, I would say there would be anywhere from maybe two to three thousand riders last night in just a, a square mile or so. The police were not prepared, and at one point they just gave up. And that's they literally just gave up and just kind of left. Uh, you were in the Walmart. That's where you were, or were you in the Five Below uh, store when you were beat up? I was in the Five Below, and I want to note. Not to make fun of anyone's position or to take it lightly, but why would you loot a store that's known for five dollars and under <laughs> items? That's not where I would loot. Right, right. Oh, well, um, but the Walmart you showed was looted, and police have had kind of, which was what right across the street, and they weren't doing anything for the five below, and I got the impression that they had kind of given up on Walmart as well. Yeah, so this is what's so crazy. So the the videos that your your viewers would be seeing, or, or if they're listening, uh, the Walmart was looted in rounds. So it, people broke in, police came, cleared out the Walmart, and then they would run from the Walmart to the next store, right next to the police, start looting that store. Then the police would leave the Walmart, run over to the next store to clear them out, and then everyone would run back into the Walmart. So it was like, it was just like <laughs> I, I never. I'm laughing because I'm going. This is what happened. And the police just pushed people. Essentially, the police kept pushing people till I counted over 30 stores that were looted. Uh, to, that's even a conservative estimate. I mean, they went after a Chick-fil-A. Why? Well, racism, of course. Um, uh, Elijah, were you wearing all of the equipment that I got for you last night? Um, well, this was a time where we couldn't wear plate carriers, but I did have protection, uh, to an extent. And I also was, uh, I was, you know, carrying sufficient means to protect myself in a legal matter. Um, but I'll tell you this, there is no law and order in these places. And while I, I, I do respect law enforcement officers who protect and serve the people, these big cities have a real problem when the police of the cities cannot help people. And I will tell you this, we needed the National Guard there, and they were nowhere to be seen, and that was confirmed by multiple other outlets, including the Daily Caller, including Town Hall. Elijah, please, you and your crew stay safe. Thank you so much. Thank you, Glenn. I started the blaze 10 or 11 years ago. And we started as, as something that could tell you the truth and get around the national media. And when we started this, HBO wasn't even streaming yet. It was only Major League Baseball and us. No one else had streaming capability. And I've always known that we were in trouble, that we would, uh, if, if the wrong hands were had all the levers of power, that tough times would come and times like Elijah is facing and quite frankly, we're facing I'm in a new studio today. We built a brand new radio studio because of shows that are coming in and we needed the stage space. So 
about a year ago we started making plans for this and it was supposed to be done last spring but i'm actually glad it wasn't because without telling any details we have taken extra steps in here and we had a meeting just last week about safety and we all looked at each other and said i can't believe we're having this kind of a conversation and i said do you think it's crazy and no one in the room said yes as every day that goes by and the world becomes more and more insane the voices that you trust the voices that are not part of the big corporate media. They are in peril and in danger as each day passes. I'm going to ask you for us, but I want to preface this with, if it's not us, then please help someone you think is telling you the truth. Please. We ask that you uh, join us at the Blaze TV, and it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. If you use the promo code Glenn, you'll save 30% up until the election. We, I, I will tell you that uh, we need your support. More importantly, we need to be able to have direct access to you. If you're a member of Blaze, we we control the, all of that information. We don't have to get to you through a third party like Facebook or or any of the others. We can get directly to you when we want to get to you. Right now, you're probably only seeing about 10%. You know, I've on Instagram, I have never hit over 20% of the people who actually want to hear from me on Instagram, I've never hit over 20%. Never. How is that possible? How is that possible? Uh, by the way, you can't grow the Instagram page because I never, ever get someone joining me because they saw a post of mine that weren't that they weren't already uh, a you know a, a family member or a friend or a like member it never it's always zero how many saw this outside zero zero it's not possible if you can't afford blaze tv i understand would you please sign up for my free email newsletter at glenbeck.com or sign up for the Blaze newsletter. It will come directly to you from us. I will tell you that the only reason why I am... Uh, no, I shouldn't say this. I believe it has great value to you. And we're trying something new that is going to give you... Uh, if you sign up for my newsletter and, it, and people want it, we're thinking about giving you all of my show prep every morning at uh, about 6 a.m. Eastern Time. You would have access to everything that I go through every morning. Because I think it's important that you get the news not just from us, but from all different sources. And you see what I'm looking at. 
but the, the the secondary reason and it's it's a battle between first and second now is we have to be able to have contact with you because if things go horribly next week we may not be able to communicate with you except on radio and directly through email or blazetv.com and you won't get the information that we're trying to give to you they are already you know this they are already banning people who are talking about certain things i'm telling you that if we feel that there is uh, voter fraud on either side we will tell you about it but we're not supposed to according to facebook google if we start telling you about democratic fraud our voice will be squashed if if he comes and wins in swing states at over five percent most likely this election will be over on that night and if we call it we call it but we're not supposed to for the first time in my 40 plus years of doing this i am afraid that I will not be able to speak to you soon. I hope to God I am wrong. I'm always wrong on timing. But something is coming that we've never seen before. Tonight, I'll give you a glimpse in our dystopian future on Blaze TV. We are going to put it up uh, on uh, YouTube tonight. Um, and we invite you to invite anybody who is, um, you know, on the fence and thinking, you know, I'm not sure who I'm going to vote for. This is so important tonight because what they have planned in the first 100 days of a Biden uh, uh administration is not normal and you can see that at blaze tv.com slash glenn if you want to subscribe use the promo code glenn and you'll save 30 percent so it rained uh for the last few days my gosh it's gotten cold it has gone from like 75 to 30 Yes, it's horrible. I don't like the big swing. I like to ease into it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, you want that like change over time. Yeah, like four days before it was, what, 80, 85? Yeah, the only thing that's saving it is just the fires of the riots. They warm it up (laughs) just enough. Yeah, Yeah. it's Mm -hmm. nice. On your way home, you can see the warm fires in Dallas. (laughs) Stop by warm your hands on an auto zone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So anyway, it's been raining and the temperature's been swinging like crazy. But if you have a rec tech, you know that you don't have to worry about it. It is it is smart grill technology at its finest. It automatically adjusts its own temperature throughout the cooking process to compensate for whatever temperature is around. So when you open the grill, you close it and it automatically starts to warm up again because it's seen that the temperature on the inside has gone down. If the temperature goes down wildly on the outside, it's reflected on the inside and it senses it and it changes. It is really, I mean, it's just an amazing, it's an amazing grill. 
uh, and you can control the whole thing from an app on the inside of your house. Follow RecTech on all social media. Sign up for their newsletter. Uh, but check these things out. You A-B, compare them to the best grill you can find. Then look at RecTech and compare the price. RecTech, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. RecTech.com. 10-second station ID. Could I please uh, get the audio of Joe Biden yesterday? We just played it for the uh, the four minute buzz where he was talking about a cry for justice. Do we have that a season of protest has broken out all across the nation? Protesting, though, is not burning and looting. Violence can never be a tactic or tolerated, and it won't. Good for him. But much of it. It's a cry for justice. Mm-hmm. The community has long had the knees uh-huh. of injustice on their necks. The names of yeah. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Jacob Blake oh, will not soon be forgotten. Not by me, not by us, not by this country. Okay, can I ask you a question? How does this work for anyone? First of all, it's not going to be tolerated. Well, why are you tolerating it now? You've tolerated it all through the summer. The other thing is, all these riots, these cries for justice, are they happening in cities that have been run for 50 and 60 years by Republicans? Or are they run by the same progressive Democrats that Joe Biden is telling everyone you should vote for? Why didn't you do anything about this before? Why is there a cry for justice in all of these Democratic cities? Why? Stop voting the same way over and over and over again. This is the Glenn Beck program. (sighs) All right. We're walking headfirst into a great sea of chaos here in the next few days. And no matter the outcome of the election, there is going to be madness one degree or another. And if you've been paying attention, you know that most of the reason can be placed at the feet of the leftists and their followers. And not even their followers, their dupes. If you're like me, you've made a commitment to not send your money to leftist or leftist causes that, you know, when you don't have to. Here's a place where you don't have to. Cell phone bills. Patriot Mobile exists for precisely that reason. While big mobile companies are spending a portion of your bill to uh, to, uh, fund things like Planned Parenthood, Patriot Mobile is donated in causes that you are behind. You'll have the same service, cheaper rates, better uh, uh better customer service and people who are supporting you get a free month of service or a free phone plus free activation with the offer code beck if you go right now to patriotmobile.com slash beck or call them 972 patriot 972 patriot or patriotmobile.com slash beck Tonight, what's the Biden administration going to do if it gets into office? BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 30 bucks off. This is the Glenn Beck program. I want you to take a deep breath before I go into this story. Take a deep breath. This was on Medium, 
uh, I found last night. Um, and I, I have told you that Robert Reich uh, has come out and said that there needs to be some sort of a tribunal, some sort of a council that uh, happens, I guess, in Congress uh, and all over the country that, uh, that looks at all those Trump supporters that just through their greed and through their anger and hatred uh, did horrible things. And there needs to be truth and reconciliation. I've told you, I've showed you the white papers. I talked to you about it. This, is, this has been planned now for the last couple of years. They are serious about a Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Uh, what does that mean? Does, do Trump supporters go to jail? Or do we just have to kiss the ring of those we disagree with? I want to, I want to read something from Medium. Now, this isn't somebody that wants to round us all up, but I want you to really listen to this. A radical proposal, a radical proposal for dealing with Trump supporters after Biden wins. Wow, I didn't know we had to be dealt with. It took me a long time to access, accept this as well, but I believe it what needs to happen so we can truly move forward as a country and act as an actual United States of America. Here goes. After the election, after Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are safely installed and the Trump nightmare comes to an end, we have to figure out a way to work with his supporters. We can't just let them fall back into the cracks, stewing in their anger, resentment and racism. We can't simply ignore them and pretend they don't exist because they do exist and their children and grandchildren exist. And if we simply look the other way, as we've done in the past, the same thing will happen again and again and again. Let's use history as our guide. After World War I, when the Allied forces kicked Germany's ass, we left them there to rot, isolated and alone. No, it wasn't exactly that way. It was your progressive, iconic uh, hero, Woodrow Wilson, that humiliated the Germans. But I digress. And what happened? They rose up again, more determined than ever to spread their hatred, their malice, and their destruction around the globe. The reason for this is simple. They were super pissed off. The combination of their humiliating defeat, devastated economy, and tattered reputation proved to be the perfect breeding ground for amorality and revenge. Mm. So when Hitler came around, positioning himself as the hero to restore their former glory, make Germany great again, they were more than happy to follow him as all of the atrocities that came after. They either ignored them, rationalized them or actively encouraged them. Boy, the left should read this and maybe look in the mirror. After World War II, we didn't make the same mistake. We worked with both Germany and Japan to help them rebuild. And ever since, they've been our staunchest allies. We needed to adopt the same strategy with the Trumpers. We need to try to find common ground, to offer support, not disdain. We should even offer help to develop the red states, which for decades have been underperforming and leeching off the blue ones. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? California and New York, we've been leeching off of them? Oh, <clears throat> Uh, 
All of Japan's technological and financial success came after we partnered with them. Perhaps New York and California can share their knowledge and skills and help places like Alabama and Mississippi become more prosperous and self-reliant. In addition to the obvious economic benefits, this will help bring about benefits in self-esteem and self-confidence, which will allow them to finally get past the hardcore schadenfreude that leads deep within the heart of every bully and bigot. Now, before you ask the obvious question, let me answer them for you. Do they deserve it? Absolutely not. Would they do the same for us? Of course not. But we have to do it anyway. For the sake of our country, we have to do what good Christians are unable to do for themselves. Turn the other cheek. I don't find this condescending at all. Do you? In that same vein, most decisions in life can be boiled down to choosing one of two things, love or fear. Everything Trump and his allies, enablers and supporters do is 100% fear-based, masquerading as rage, divisiveness and anger. The alternative, which is also the solution, has been touted by everyone from Jesus to Buddha to the Beatles to Harry Potter. It's love. Now, I'm not saying you need to love Trump, Giuliani, Bill Barr, white supremacist, or your racist Aunt Karen, who likes to use the word libtard. However, I am saying that you need to act with love, act out of love, love for our country, our humanity, and love for our planet. So after the election, assuming there is still a country left to live in, and if Putin hasn't stolen it again, I want you to remember everything I'm saying here, and I hope you'll join me and the rest of the Democrats, independents, and never-Trumpers as we forge a relationship with Trump supporters. Because the whole cold-hard truth is that despite all of America's many accomplishments, it was never truly great. There was always a dark side to all of the light. But now we have the opportunity to try to stamp out that darkness once and for all. Oh, my gosh. What must it be like to be so incredibly wrong? What must it be like to live in such a fantasy world that you can't even see or understand the other side? What must it be like to think you're so superior to half of the country that you believe you have the answer and you're just going to have to just, oh, bless your heart. Just love you and I'll love those conservative constitutional values. Right? What must it be like to think that California and New York are prosperous and we're leeching off of them? Take your frickin' New York and California. Take them. Most of the country doesn't really care. Take them, you sanctimonious person that I truly love. I don't want to live in a country where a mayor, Bill de Blasio, in that state, in that city, we're all leeching off of. He's urging New Yorkers now not to travel over the holidays. He said, do not leave the state. Oh, I wish I could. I wish I could have rules like that. It would make all of my decisions so much easier. What do we do? Well, 
Let's check with the governor. Let's check with the mayor because he might have an opinion as well. In 1980s, in the 1980s, socialists shifted tactics. Why start a new party when that's doomed to fail, when you could infiltrate and take one over that was already in the mainstream? Tonight, I'm going to show you the DSA chairman who admits to all of this infiltration and takeover. That's what all of this is about. The entire purpose for groups like Justice Democrats and their congressional foot soldiers, otherwise known as the squad. Think about think. Just think over the last few years. Democrats had zero direction other than orange man bad. They had nothing. But before the midterms, Justice Democrats teamed up with a group that if you watched me back when I was at Fox, you were very familiar with. The Tides Foundation, the progressive data uh, think tank for uh, progress. A few months before the midterms, they released a report called The Future of the Party. It was commissioned by Justice Democrats. That report centered on how Democrats should shift their focus from catering to the center to a hard swing to the far left. In other words, radical left wing populism. This report is effectively driving the agenda of the new Democratic Party. Remember back before March, before Joe Biden won the nomination? Do you remember looking and going, they're not even, how do you moderate this afterwards? How do you go back to the center? It was a chapter meeting for the Democratic Socialists of America. Even NPR reported that the party had taken a drastic turn to the far left. Well, they didn't call it that. They said it was just radical ideas. NPR pointed out that they were being floated by literally every Democratic candidate. Reparations, ending the filibuster, eliminating the Electoral College, ending private health insurance. These aren't radical ideas. These are major constitutional infractions. Every single one of these ideas would would need a significant edit to the Constitution. And for the parts of the Constitution and country that would be left recognizable, initiatives like the Green New Deal would swoop in and mop up all the blood. I don't care how soft Biden and Harris actually talk about their climate agenda. The Green New Deal is their party's platform. It is the key to radical left-wing populism. There are, if there are any doubts as to what the Green New Deal is all about... I'm going to explain it to you tonight as we go through the first 100 days of a Biden campaign. I want you we're going to put it on not only Blaze TV, but we're putting it up on YouTube. I mean, we're figuring we're going to be banned next week anyway, or at least throttled. I want you to watch this with friends that may be undecided. Don't watch it with people who are crazy and they're not going to turn their mind. take your time and try to get one person to watch this who's undecided because what they're proposing is a different america the fundamental transformation will be complete 
tonight on Blaze TV. If you're not a subscriber yet, become one, please. Subscribe now at blazetv.com slash Glenn. If you use the promo code Glenn, you're going to save 30% off your year subscription. Do it now. 9 p.m. tonight. Glenn Beck program. So nothing can really wreck your day faster than having car trouble. And that's if you're lucky, because a lot of time car trouble is apt to ruin your whole week, maybe even your whole month. Car repairs are really expensive. And when your vehicle isn't under warranty anymore, the cost just piles up. And nobody has that kind of money now. It's not like I can go to Pep Boys and get a defibrillator. You know, they exist. No, seriously, I paid a lot of money for one once. Anyway, uh, you can't run and get you know, get a defibrillator and put it in. Most of this stuff is all under the hood. That's all locked up and they're chips. And those computer chips are worth a fortune. That's why I have car shield on my two trucks. They're old trucks. The warranty is out on them. And I'm telling you, they have literally saved me thousands of dollars in repairs. Those trucks would have been long ago hauled off someplace. And they're only 10 years old. They've saved me thousands of dollars, so now they still work, and I'm driving them till the doors fall off. Don't dread car repairs. With CarShield, you'll have peace of mind. Get coverage today and see why CarShield cars go further. 800-665-2157. 800-665-2157. Mention the promo code Beck. Or visit CarShield.com. Use the promo code Beck and save 10%. CarShield.com. Deductible may apply. This is the Glenn Beck This is the Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that you are uh, tuned in to us today. Uh, lots of things going on with the Biden campaign. Of course, they've been they've been out. They were in Georgia yesterday uh, and uh, he's just not calling it quits. He's not doing it. He's uh, if we have somebody from the campaign on with us uh, right now. Hello. Hello. Are you? Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello. You're, you're with the Biden campaign? Who is this? My name is Wilfred. I'm calling from Sun City, Florida. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you... I, I, I am the Biden campaign's youth outreach director. You're the, you're the youth outreach director? Yes, for the state of Florida. It's uh-huh. a very important state. Uh-huh, for the youth. For the youth vote. Yeah. And, uh, and, you ever, and that includes everyone under 80. Everyone under eighty. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. And have you been with uh, Joe Biden lately? Because oh, he's. I have. I'll tell you, the energy behind this campaign is yeah. something I've I haven't seen since Taft. So, so legitimately you, since, since Taft. Taft. Yes. Since Taft. Taft really. used to roll out, mm-hmm. get out of his bathtub. Yeah, he was the guy who they say got stuck in his bathtub. He did well. He that's did not get true. Stuck. We, you know, that is true. I was yeah, there. You, <laughs> he he got stuck in his bathtub, and uh-huh. we sort of pushed him down. We would roll him really? into the rallies, huh? Which is kind of what we're doing with Biden now. Yeah. Uh, we he's not it's he's not, not in ha- a bathtub, but we do have to roll him in. Roll him in. <laughs> yeah, we're behind behind the curtain. We sort of just. Okay. Push him along the turf. So they uh, they say, and he he referenced it yesterday uh, there in Warm Springs, uh, Georgia, where it used to be the Roosevelt White House. Uh, he's he's talking about you know being a, another FDR. 
Oh, another FDR. FDR was far, far younger um, and much more agile than, right. than Joe Biden. He but there he, were similarities. He couldn't walk. Well, yeah, of course, obviously. None of, right. There hasn't been a Democrat who could walk consistently in 30 years. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's not something we even shoot for anymore. Right. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, really? None of them can walk. So some people, are, uh, some people are concerned that he's really not in charge. And, uh, you know, the, the, the radical left will just take over once he's elected. Well, they're only saying that because it's uh, fully accurate. Um, but other than that, there's almost no evidence really? other than when they are told specifically by the radicals what to say. Right. But other than that. Okay. Well, there's, they do, well, they do everything. You know, all the policies they want implemented will be on day one. Right, okay. But we uh, don't tell that to the youth of 75 years old. Okay, thank you very much, Wilfred, from the Biden campaign. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, everybody knows PayPal, but did you know that they were teaming up with Honey to save you money? Honey is the free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. And now it's part of the PayPal family. Just add Honey to your computer and shop on all of your favorite sites like normal. When it comes to checkout, just click the little Apply Coupons button when it pops up. A few seconds later, Honey scans the database for all the working coupons on the web and watch your price drop. Honey works on nearly every online store, Walmart, DoorDash, Home Depot, uh, lululemon macy's honey has found over two billion dollars in savings that's why they have over a hundred thousand five-star reviews on google chrome store not using honey is literally passing up free money it is free to use and installs in just a couple of seconds get money for free by joining honey join honey.com slash back that's join honey.com slash back this is the glenbeck program so we have not free America to talk about. Uh, I haven't noticed anything about America that isn't free. That, Seems right? great. Right? Perfect. It's actually a new book written by Mike Donovan. He's a guy who's fought tyranny for a very long time. He's the founder of the nation's largest pro bono civil rights law firm. And he writes in the book, Not Free America. Our Bill of Rights been under attack long before COVID-19 or George Floyd's murder. And if you refuse to send, uh, surrender your liberty to any earthly power... This is really the book that you need. Not Free America. It doesn't just tell you about the problems you know about it. Uh, it also uh, has some solutions. And it solves the issue of citizens being used by the government. It's a solution book. Not Free America. Go to notfreeamerica.com. Take the Liberty Pledge and order your copy today. Find out how to stop the overreaching abuse of our government and what actions you can take to do better. Work together. Work together to fix our ever-compounding liberty crisis in America. Do your part. Visit NotFreeAmerica.com. NotFreeAmerica.com and order your book today. NotFreeAmerica.com.
There is a civil war that is brewing that I hope never, ever spills over. But there's also a digital civil war that is happening and is very, very active right now. We're going to talk about that, what it means for our future. What happens next week if we don't know who the president is? All this and more in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So we've taken a pretty good beating as a country over the course of this year. I mean, I, I love people who say, oh, gee, I can't wait until 2020 is over. Why? 2021 is probably going to be worse. When's the last time we had like, oh, wow, it's a reprieve. It's it's back to the way things used to be, where we all loved each other and flowers in everybody's gun barrel. Here's the deal. We Americans, when we come together, are resilient. We like to get back on our feet and dust ourselves off. That's one of the best things about us as people. Now, there's a lot of things you, you shouldn't fear, but well, maybe you could fear selling your house if you live in California. Good luck. Good luck with that. But other than California, if you're looking to resell your house or, or you're looking to uh, buy a new one, you need a great real estate agent. Somebody who has been around the block is somebody who can be your general and uh, and command all the troops to get the stuff done for your house to get it ready for sale can also be the best negotiator out there to help you get the best price for your house and the best price for your new house. Whether you're moving across the town or across the country, we have the real estate agents for you. I want you to do your own homework as always. I want you to interview these people. But these are the people that we have already interviewed and we feel they meet the criteria to be the best real estate agent in your area. The ones with the best track record. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. Go there now. It's a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Tonight on Glenn TV. If you thought this confession from Biden was bad. I have a transition from the oil industry, yes. Because the oil industry pollutes. Wait until you hear what else radical Democrats have planned for his presidency. Just days away from one of the most important elections of our lifetime, Glenn exposes the terrifying agenda to completely transform America. Watch President Biden's first 100 days, America's dystopian future. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Dr. Pippa Malmgren, uh, she's an economist. Uh, she was an economic advisor to uh, George W. Bush, the author of The Infinite Leader. We want to talk to her about the economy and the digital civil war that is coming. Uh, doctor, how are you? Hello. I'm very well. I'm very excited to be on the program with you. Good. Thank you. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, uh, first of all, the economy. As we look at the economy, um, what... what What's going to happen with a, a Biden Green New Deal uh, kind of radical agenda if they start to pack the courts? Mm, well, look, I, I actually have a more optimistic view that as soon as we know the result one way or the other, a lot of people are going to say, OK, fine, now I'm going back to work. Then there's a second question of what does it mean if, if Biden becomes president? And I think it's going to take the Democrats a couple of years to have an internal punch up about where exactly is the policy supposed to be. It's not like when Clinton came in and it was a kind of center middle pro business position. Now we have a kind of far left all the way to the middle of the road and no agreement amongst all those folks as to what should we actually do. So 
is an unknown is the answer. We know it will be obviously not what most Republicans would want, but I'm just saying we don't know how far to the left it might be. So we are um, at a time now where uh, the uh, information that people get is edited and shaped and put in front of them and they can be manipulated without even knowing it. Um, but we we also know that Twitter and Facebook have been uh, editing the news. What's really terrifying that nobody really understands is I have a digital twin and you have a digital twin. Tell me what that means to the average person. Yeah, so basically all of the data that you give off every day from not just searching on a search engine, but frankly, if you have a phone in your pocket and you walk down the street, the phone can tell what the condition of your heart is from the way you walk. In other words, all these electronic devices are picking up information about us. It's very, very deep. And all this data is kind of accumulating in like a twin of yourself that you can't see, but others can see it. So, for example, banks increasingly, if you're applying for a job, they'll look at your digital twin and make decisions about you based on that. So if you order Ben and Jerry's ice cream at midnight on the Thursday night while Googling Weight Watchers, that algorithm is going to say this person is a little emotionally unstable. And that's going to show up in the personnel search. And maybe that's the reason you don't get a phone call back. Or even worse, they'll start to look at the uh, at a married couple and compare the purchasing patterns and the behavior patterns of both. And they can anticipate a divorce that the couple themselves don't even know is coming and often drive down the credit limit of the lower earning partner in anticipation of that divorce. So that's what I mean by your digital signature or your digital twin is starting to have a huge impact on your actual life. So they actually uh, take your data and will say this is an unstable person. I mean, your example was, but with an example like that. Yeah. I've talked to banks around the world and this is becoming ever more commonplace. So think of it this way. Um, it's a question of the algorithms read through all the data and they start to find patterns. And one of the patterns might be that if you have a married couple and the two of them are spending in very different ways in different locations, that this is just an early indicator that there is a breakdown in the marriage. Now, all this data is typically auctioned off on the Internet, right? That's the whole point of doing your searches through, say, Google. Google takes the data and they auction it off around the net. And theory, it's what they call anonymized, meaning it's anonymous. It's not you. But I have to say I have my doubts that data is really truly anonymous. It's becoming easier and easier to identify from your zip code and from your daily activities, kind of exactly who and where you are. So it's becoming a tracking mechanism. Are we any different than the Chinese other than the government is using this data? Are we any different? Do they have more information on their people uh, than we have on ours? It's, I think this is the key question of our generation. When we talk about surveillance capitalism, which is kind of the broad name for what we're talking about here, And the thing is, in China, the government does it. In the U.S., we've privatized it. So we have private entities that are gathering the data. Um, But what we don't have is an Internet that keeps all this kind of data 
either fully private and in your control or or even better, permits you to monetize and make money off it as opposed to others. Right. And there are a few people working on that, like Sir Tim Berners-Lee, who was the original inventor of the Internet, and mm-hmm. a few other people. But it's kind of a hard technical task. And one the public isn't really supporting yet, because I don't think the general public understands their digital twin and, and what the implications are of it. So the, the one thing that really, really concerns me is especially if the Democrats get in, they they have this new it's called the new monetary theory, which is not a new monetary theory. It's an old monetary theory that just says spend as much as you want uh, and we can always print more Um, just with the spending habits that we have right now. uh, We're we're headed for real trouble and real trouble with the dollar. You say that the government is going to issue I'm assuming at some point, um, cryptocurrency itself. So not jumping on the Bitcoin bandwagon, but issuing its own cryptocurrency. And why is that a problem? I think that's right. People thought crypto was just private entities. But now Russia, China, uh, the European Union have all said they're going to issue sovereign digital currency. And one way of thinking about this is that it's a little bit like heroin for politicians in the sense that you can double the money supply with a keystroke. Uh, you can also cut it in half with a keystroke because it's not related to some underlying phenomena like gold in the old days. This is purely electronic and digital. And even more interesting, when you have digital currency, you can choose whose bank account it goes into or comes out of. So the Chinese, for example, have been already giving away the new digital currency um, and testing, you know, basically people start to use it and then directing it to some, not others. You could easily imagine a politician saying, I would like to give a tax break or send free money to a certain group of voters, but not others. And the criteria will be fill in the blank. And now you're able to create a kind of financial mechanism for encouraging or discouraging particular voting patterns, as an example. It, it allows you to stop any kind of behavior that you don't like. It's, it's really, I mean, the digital twin would be a social score. And the government can shut anyone it wants off uh, and reward anyone it wants. So you're right to use this term score. And that's exactly what's happening is we're being scored all the time because of this digitization of of everything but when you add digital money into it it's not just a score it's also a kind of way to keep track of who's doing what in the economy where when with whom how and if you decided you didn't like certain kinds of economic activities you could penalize them a lot more easily with a digital currency as a sovereign nation than with traditional paper money and i do think we're on the edge of a huge transition from paper money into digital money. And this will also change the balance of power between states and citizens and also between companies and customers. So there are lots of political consequences of this technology change. How long do you think we are away from that? Well, I'm literally looking at the net as I'm talking to you, and there's a story that says McDonald's, Starbucks, and Subway denied testing China's new digital currency, which means most probably companies like this are beginning to test it because China's giving it away. 
Russia has announced their plan to test and, and unveil digital currency. The EU has said they're absolutely on track. In the U.S., there's been a bit slower, but again, private. J.P. Morgan is introducing a digital currency, the JPM coin. That's already ready for commercial use. And I suspect the U.S. government's going to let the private companies test it out before they dive in. So then what happens to Bitcoin? Well, I think people thought that by having Bitcoin, you could somehow escape uh, the government and um, government surveillance, maybe the taxation system. And I think that's not correct, because in the end, even if you you wanted to do all that, you have to actually log in to your Bitcoin account. That means you need a keyboard of some kind. Mm-hmm. And the world we're describing here is it's so easy to digitally track what is what are you typing into your keyboard? I mean, it's going to reach Jeez. a point where the only person who won't know your password is you. Right. <laughs> 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 so, it, you know, once you're in digital space. There's no way to really hide. It's, it's a very visible electronic grid that um, captures all the activity that's occurring inside it. So you can't really step outside that digital grid, and particularly not once money itself becomes part of the process. We are seeing now um, the, the breakdown of our society in, in certain cities, and we're seeing riots and burning of cities, et cetera, et cetera. I think both sides feel like they've been pushed to the absolute limit. Um, you talk about a civil war, but you say it's not going to be like it's ever been in any civil war before. What do you mean by that? Well, so, look, what I was talking about was less the sort of violence that we're witnessing and more a broader phenomena, which is a, which I've written about some years ago in a book I wrote called Signals. Um, it's about the breakdown of the social contract the relationship between states and citizens, between companies and customers, among citizens. And I personally think that's because of the heavy debt load that most nations carry. And that debt load kind of breaks the promises that hold a nation together. Like you can retire at 65. Well, now because of the debt, we can't. And the fastest growing part of the workforce are people over the age of 55 because they can't they don't have enough savings to make it to the end of their life. And so as we renegotiate the social contract, this reveals a lot of longstanding uh, unresolved issues. And by the way, COVID exacerbates that because COVID also reveals the pre-existing underlying conditions initially in a person, but also in companies, in a society, in politics. And one of the pre-existing underlying conditions that has revealed is this issue between African-Americans and the rest of society and a kind of unresolved sense of what is the right social contract that is inclusive of everybody's needs in a, in a way that everyone is comfortable with and can, and can benefit from. And so some people are taking to violence to deal with that. Others are using technology to overcome that. Um, and so, you know, this is where we are. We are renegotiating the social contract right now. One last uh, question. I know you're an optimist long term. What, yeah. what, what, how do you think 2021 is going to look? A lot like 2020 or worse or better? You know, okay, I'm going to give you a really optimistic view because, you know, nobody else is going to give you it. Right. <laughs> so 
My feeling is, look, we've got a wave of entrepreneurial energy being unleashed as people get fired, companies are closed, restaurants go out of business. And I don't believe most people lie down, roll over and say, there's nothing I can do. Most people go, you know what? I have an idea. And they will try to build something new. And two thirds of the net new jobs are always created by companies that employ less than 50 people. So we're going to have a wave of entrepreneurial energy. Not all of it will work, but it's going to be very exciting. And then add to that, we have this record amount of money that's been injected into the economy from government, which I'm not in favor of, but the fact is, there it is. It's in the system. And usually, that money will find the good business models. And then add to that this technological revolution we're going through, digitization, the efficiency gains are massive. And so I actually think the recovery may happen much faster and more sharply than people expect, because right now they're building in the Great Depression Mark II, and I'm not at all convinced that that's how it's really going to play. I I think the recovery may be much faster. I, from your lips to God's ear, thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You bet. Dr. uh, uh, Pippa Malgren, she is an economist, a former economic advisor to George W. Bush, uh, and uh, the author of the book, The Infinite Leader. All right. Um, If you're like me, you're thinking about the safety of your family and your property on a regular basis, even when we're not just a few days away from the presidential election. People are growing more and more concerned about what's happening. There's always someone out there wouldn't mind breaking in and introducing a little more chaos in your life. And it seems to be a growing trend in the country. If you're if you're going to get home security and you should. Would you please just look at Simply Safe? They're not going to get you locked into a contract. It's easy to install. Even I can do it. And best of all, it works really well. It's Simply Safe. They make it easy and affordable to have the best home security on the market. Their state of the art equipment, round the clock monitoring, makes Simply Safe the first name in the business. For 50 cents a day, you can have peace of mind knowing that your home and your family are kept safe. Right now, visit simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Nothing to lose. Plus, you can get a free security camera when you order your system at simplysafebeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. a little too optimistic for you Stu. i mean i like optimism but when she's like we're gonna have a wave of entrepreneurship not if we have a whole bunch of new regulations we don't usually allow optimism on this program uh we try to ban it (laughs) we're like twitter with a new york post story when it comes to optimism i know i mean i think i think there is a good argument a, a strong argument to be made that there are positive things we don't see. This happens all the time. I think I but, think if if look, if we were living in a time where the election could be won decisively one way or another without any fraud uh, and Americans would go, you know what? That's our president. And he's now my president. Uh, I think we could turn the corner, especially if we weren't going to kind of socialist, big statist, Green New Deal kind of stuff. Uh, I think if President Trump wins, I think we have a brighter future in front of us because I think the economy will turn because that's what he does best. Um, 
However, I, I, I don't know if we're living in that world. Yeah, I mean, we've seen in the United States of America many times where it looked like crushing regulations started and they were implemented and people you know, were agile. They found their way around it. They were able to produce things we never thought were possible mm-hmm. that sort of, I mean, got around all of these things. On the other hand, you've seen situations like Venezuela where you have a thriving society where people were creating, were uh, doing amazing things. The economy was going nuts. It was the most prosperous country in the region. And then when there is a cutoff line where the government does too much and so much that you can't recover. And now they are in for decades of despair and have been in the middle of that for a long time. So you just hope you start you stop short of that line. I mean, we have a constitution that should stop it, but God only knows what what that even means these days. Find out tonight at uh, blazetv.com, blazetv.com. We will uh, show you the first 100 days, as outlined by them, of the Biden administration. Oh, boy. Uh, fundamental transformation. Make sure you're a subscriber now. Join us. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code Glenn to save 30%. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You've heard of AARP, but you probably uh, know by now they're not really your friend. But have you heard of AMAC? This is the Association of Mature American Citizens, and it's not only an alternative to AARP. I believe it is the alternative. Being a member of AMAC not only comes with amazing benefits, but it also gives you the opportunity to get involved in grassroots advocacy at the highest level. AMAC has a fast-growing army of over 306 volunteer advocates throughout the country who contact local Congress and congressional offices and hold chapter meetings to learn about issues that are important to them. They've also launched a pressure campaign for their members that helped persuade senators in a number of states to vote to confirm Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court. You don't get things like that from AARP. One of the reasons that AMAC is the way to go is they are on your side. Stand with AMAC as they fight the good fight. Just join them now at amac.us slash Beck. That's amac.us slash Beck. Less than a week left to get you 30 bucks off your annual subscription to Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck program. So there is a new a new update from the Cook political uh, report. And uh, the editor says time to sound the alarm on a Biden's on a Biden victory. He said Joe Biden is likely to be the next president of the United States. Now, I hate to be this. I hate to be in the situation where I'm like, well, we, you know, there's a lot of voters. I hate to be like that um, because I, I don't know. Which position? I, I, you, want, you hate to be in what position? I don't want to be in the position that is saying, well, yeah, there's a lot of, but nobody's talking to the pollsters about, uh, you know, Donald Trump. There's a lot of people that are hidden and... Uh, I don't want to be that guy or the guy that's just well, all the polls are wrong. I just know in my gut. I, I don't I don't know. They could very well be wrong. But this guy has been right in 2016 and 2018. Uh, and he said he's just changed his 
uh, his prediction, right? In Texas, you're talking about, I think. For the for the Cook report. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that, that kind of, you know, leads you to the the final conclusion that he's making that Biden is most likely going to win. Well, because- obviously, if Texas is legitimately they moved it from a, a lean Republican to a to a toss, toss up. up. If Texas is a toss up, I mean, Donald Trump's not going to win this election. That's real. Said, yeah. I mean, I've been saying this and no one in Texas took us seriously. I mean, I've, I've talked to people all over the place. Hey, Texas is in trouble. Texas is in, nah, it's not in trouble. We're Texas. We'll always be Texas. No, no. You don't know the amount of money that has been spent in this state. One of the fascinating things about this, too, is what is the theory for a blue Texas? The theory of a blue Texas is you have a, a large minority population in Texas. Mm-hmm. It's going to keep growing and growing and growing. And over time, Democrats will be able to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And they'll just win basically by default because they'll win 80, 90 percent of minority votes that will get bigger and bigger. Eventually, Texas is blue. Right. That's been the theory behind Texas mm-hmm. for a long time. What's fascinating about this election is that is not what is happening in Texas. Actually, the reverse is happening. What's happening in Texas right now is that minority voters are actually coming back toward Republicans right now, but white suburban voters are going away from them. So white suburban voters are going away from Trump, um, Hispanics and black voters. It's not a huge movement, but it's a movement it's, toward it's Trump. It's a historic he's, movement. He's not losing black and Hispanic mm-hmm. voters. He, he's actually gaining them. But where he's losing them is white suburban voters, particularly women. Uh, and that is getting, I mean, it's it's drawing this this. Uh, state closer and closer and if you remember it was only 2.6 points ted cruz beat uh beto o'rourke by 2.6 in 2018 so that's crazy it is crazy and i you know i tend to believe that we're not at the point where texas is going to be might be it's not impossible i mean look one thing about trump and you know one of the things you like about trump is that he he gets in the middle of stuff and he he's he's not afraid to throw his opinion out there and he's not afraid he can control the news cycle it's something that he's been praised for a lot mm-hmm. where like then the left used to take us down all these weird roads and trump could just like with one tweet just you know pull that thing, that news cycle all the way over to whatever he wanted to talk mm-hmm. about it's a great skill as a politician it's also though one of those things where he has been he's so ingrained in our everyday life that people that are not connected to politics at all have these strong opinions on Donald Trump that they didn't really have. They had sideline opinions about past presidents. Donald Trump is so much of the focus of the news coverage, and it's almost exclusively bad. And it's not only that; it's it's uh, it's also the it's in our sports now. Yeah. It's it's everywhere. Everywhere. You, you everyone is talking about Donald Trump, uh, and and people don't want to talk about politics and it's not that they're talking about donald trump but everything is being blamed on donald trump right and and you know trump you're right every single when donald trump comes out and says you know black lives matter is doing x y and z and and tries to outline that case the nba you know puts black lives matter on its court and everybody's got it on their shirts and it becomes this issue it was the same thing with the nfl and the kneeling all it was hard to watch the NFL in that period because do, all they were talking about was kneeling all the time. Do, it, do, do people actually believe that this is going to get better? 
under a, a democratic system? I mean, I I tend to think it, it, it. I tend to think it's more of a media creation. I mean, there's so many organizations out there built on the idea that talking about the president and making every issue about the president and what cultural effects there are. I mean, there's m- dozens of media organizations, millions and millions of dollars are in line here. These organizations are not going away when Trump goes away. They're going to figure out a way to make everything a big deal when Joe Biden's president, if he were to win. Uh, I hate to even utter such words. Uh, but it, these, it's not going to go away. These cultural battles are going to continue. And I just think that Trump being a celebrity and, and being a guy who can control the news cycle like he can has turned it has changed it a little bit. So you could see a situation where people show up to this election in numbers that you don't expect. The only time we've really ever seen something like that was Barack Obama 2008, where he really kind of penetrated culture so that people who were just on the sidelines and didn't normally vote, I mean, especially younger voters came out in huge numbers. I can't imagine they're going to do that for Joe Biden, but this is a one-man election. It's got nothing to do with Joe Biden. It really doesn't. To the average voter, it has nothing to do with Joe Biden. It no, has to do a, it's Donald got, Trump versus Donald Trump. They could wheel him up. They could yep. wheel him up and he could go, yeah. which he's almost doing, and they'd be fine. It's a, it's a, he's a placeholder. Yeah. And there's a concept, Glenn, and I know you, of course, know this in advanced uh, analytics and sports, where they talk about replacement level, level players. You, you okay like i have this guy who you know performs at this level if i tossed him away and just got the easiest cheapest guy that i can get very easily that's a replacement level guy that is what joe biden is he's just a replacement level candidate people are filling in their minds whatever oh yeah a bad oh, a yeah. mediocre democratic president is yep and mm-hmm. that's what they're voting on they're not even they're not even considering or what he would be like as president yeah, of the United or, States. Or Kam- uh, Kamala Harris. Yeah. I mean, to the most liberal, to the left of Bernie Sanders. By some measures, yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And nobody's even really talking about that. So, you know, you've got the doom and gloom report i've got a happy one do you want to you want to do your cook report nightmare or are you pretty much done well i think there's multiple ways this election can turn around right Mm -hmm. we're just running out of them they're running out of time for any of them to magic beans we still have magic beans so you have magic beans which let's call magic beans is the massive news event that we're not expecting i don't know what that would be a terrorist attack god forbid i don't even know we want right right Uh, but it's something like that could change the electorate uh, number two is there's these organic ways where this can happen. You can see movement. Go back to 2016 for a second. Everyone's going to say the polls were wrong, right? And, and, and they were wrong at some level. But one thing they definitely showed at district levels, at the national level, uh, at the state level, was very large late momentum for Donald Trump. So at the, if you go back to that last debate, uh, 538 had uh, Donald Trump as a 12% chance of winning, Okay. He also they also had Donald Trump as a 12 percent chance of winning in 2016. Mm-hmm. However, in that period of the last three weeks of the campaign, the percentage chance of winning went from 12 to 36. And then it settled right around 30 uh, for for uh, the chance for Donald Trump to win in 2016. Uh-huh. So what you'd like to see is that same sort of movement now. If you're going to tell me it's not moving. 
I cannot tell you it's not moving. It's not moving. It's just been flat. There's been no there's been no improvement. Now, there have been some good polls. There's a good poll from Florida that showed uh, Joe Biden down by five points to Trump. Uh, so you take that. And there's been some close polling in Florida as well. There's been some what I would assume is completely ridiculous outlier polling, even from good pollsters in Wisconsin. A poll came out where Joe Biden was up by 17. Right. Obviously, he's not going to win Wisconsin by 17, I don't think. But the point here, though, is that there's not been the movement. If you remember in 2016, there was the Comey letter, right? Yeah. And also, when Trump had a 12% chance, it was right after the the, the Access Hollywood tape. Mm-hmm. It really is a low point in the mm-hmm. campaign. So he was able to bounce back and narrow it. We're not seeing that in the data. It might be there. There could be something that the data is missing. Hey, I want you to shut up. But wait, let me give you the third one. The third one is, is real. So the polling error thing is what, something that people will talk about. The polling, a normal polling error would not explain the, the difference between these two candidates. Even a big polling error wouldn't really. However, you have to understand that there is, this is a different year. We have millions and millions of people who are voting by mail. We've talked so much about how mail ballots get thrown out at a higher rate than mm-hmm. in-person ballots. There could be something that all of these pollsters are missing as it regards to the, the the coronavirus and the pandemic and the different situations here. This is the first time they're polling an event like this because it's the first time we've really had to deal with it. So there's a totally, they're trying to measure something that they can't be sure they're measuring correctly. And that's part of the reason why you see this sort of nervousness by pollsters that maybe we I don't see have it this from both sides. Oh, yeah. I see people on both sides say, uh, I don't know about the polls. And then on the other side, I don't know about the polls. I think that's PTSD from from the democrats it's 2016 ptsd yeah. totally and especially I, from democrats right and i don't i don't want to be i don't want to be in that situation i don't i don't want to be standing there with champagne on election night oh, no. and go wait what just happened uh and it's a good thing about alcohol you can always get drunk later on yeah. you don't need to bring the champagne don't do what hillary clinton and her people did they just took it for granted that that she was going to win go out and vote if you can vote early, vote now, but do it now. Vote. This time, the Republic demands it. Now, if you're wanting to commit suicide because of Stu, stand by. I, I've got some good news. I've got a good poll. That was my optimistic take. I've got a good poll. I have a poll from somebody who was right last time. That's good to hear. And they have really good news. So... Great. Shut the pie that sounds, hole. That sounds Could great. I just go on and talk, please? Could I just do my show? I suppose. Up, Relief Factor is our sponsor this half hour. If you've lived a long time with frequent pain, oh, let me give you a new lease on life. I've been there, and I didn't think Relief Factor was going to do anything because it, it reduces inflammation. And you know inflammation? Oh, shut up, Dr. Advil. It's never worked for me. Oh, no, ibuprofen. Have you tried the 800? Yes. Yes, I've tried 1600. It doesn't work for me. So when, you know, I heard about Relief Factor, I was sure it wasn't going to work for me, but my wife made me take it, and she made me take it for three weeks because that's how long it takes before you really start to see any difference at all. And I told her the whole time, doesn't make a difference. Doesn't make a difference. Nah, maybe. I feel a little better, but it's not this. And then after three weeks, I stopped taking it, and I was like, oh, okay. Ow, 
Yes, it does make a difference. 70% of the people that try Relief Factor go through exactly the same thing, and they go on to order more month after month. Call 800-500-8384. I've been taking it for almost three years now. 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Stop it. Stop. Stop right now. Just got to keep Arizona, and then he can, he can make that happen. Theory. Glenn. God, is that you? Yes. Tell Stu to shut up. <laughs> He's really bumming us all out up here. <laughs> okay. I I, that was optimistic. I gave you, I gave you shut pathways. Up. To- yeah, shut up. Shut up. Okay, I have one. All right. Uh, this is from... Have you ever heard of uh, the that's USC? It's uh, I don't know. Oh, here it is. USC Dornsife. Oh, Dornsife. Yeah, that's a, it's an interesting good, setup good, for this good, poll. Good, good, good poll. I mean, Shut it's up. a panel poll. So Shut up. Hey, you heard it from God, not Mace, too. So got to shut up. So they ask. They ask, who are you voting for? Mm-hmm. And then they ask, who are the friends in your circle of friends voting for? Okay. Okay. And they, they did this. They asked, I guess, for the last five elections. And they have found it more reliable than who are you going to vote for? Mm. Okay. Um, and guess what? Guess who wins? <laughs> I'm going to guess Donald Trump. Yes. He be happy. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's what I was looking for. Well, that's why you that's why you talk to me and you haven't talked to Stu in quite some time. I think it's interesting. People do. A lot of people think if you ask people who you think are, is going to win, mm-hmm. people usually say Donald Trump in these polls. Yeah. No. They believe Trump is going to win. I, I think a lot of that is they're just amazed that he won last time and they just think he's going to pull it off somehow. Yeah. Which I think a lot of Republicans are in that place, too. It may very well be true. He may be um, this sort of level of political magician. I mean, if this is an amazing, this is an amazing thing. If he pull, if he pulls this off, uh, you know, he is he has won two elections uh, that I don't think anyone else could have. And won. this one's much more difficult. Shut As I up. said in 2016, it's a lot harder for. It's a lot easier to beat Hillary Clinton. Yes, than, it is. <laughs> Speak on. Preach on, Stu. Is that Satan or Hillary? I can't tell. <laughs> the voice is so similar. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. But, you know, to beat, to beat the Republican primary was really, really difficult, I thought, in mm-hmm. 2016. To beat Hillary was not that difficult. She was a terrible candidate. Uh, he pulled it off, though, and no one expected him to do it. This time, he's got a, much, a more difficult candidate. And you might say, well, wait a minute, Joe's terrible. Yeah, but people don't have the, uh, the hatred. visceral hatred for Joe they Biden. They don't believe that he is corrupt yet. I mean, you're going to find out yeah. uh, it, once the mainstream media, if they ever do, starts to actually report on the truth about Joe Biden. He is corrupt. He's the most corrupt vice president of all time. And once they find that out, if they ever report on it, uh, Americans are going to be shocked. But that's what they didn't like about Hillary Clinton. They were tired of her. Uh, her holier than thou attitude, which Joe Biden doesn't have. Uh, and the corruption that everybody knew that the Clintons were corrupt. Yeah, 2016, the passion was against Hillary versus against Trump. 
in 2020, the passion is pro-Trump versus anti-Trump. Yeah. The, the left does have passion. They're burning cities to the ground. They want to show you their passion so much. Right. Uh, it's just that their passion is against Donald Trump. It's not for Joe Biden. Right. They don't care. Joe Biden could be anyone. And if Joe Biden is a moderate, oh, they oh. will hate Joe Biden as much as they hate Donald I Trump. They're not going to have to worry about that problem. Yeah. It's not going to be a moderate. <laughs>